Hello, friends. Welcome to the Shonen Dump Podcast. We have a cavalcade of friends here tonight. It's starting with my right. To barter, Tom just called you an asshole. I did call you an asshole, <laughs> but only because you didn't give warning on when you record, which is less of a thing. Back again. Hi, this is James. And for the first time... Oh, I'm supposed to say hi? hi? Yes, you're supposed to... What the fuck? What the fuck, Heather? Tom fed me hey two-thirds of a bottle of plum wine, and I had to stop myself. Hi, I'm Heather. Okay, great. Um, so tonight we are talking about definitely the worst thing we've seen so far. Oh, yes, this, the worst thing absolutely. Oh, God. Fucking Magnus the Robot. All right. But before we get into that, James, you have something for the table. Okay. I would like to talk about... The Sharp X-68000. What the fuck is that? That is one of my favorite retro computer systems. Mm. I'm sorry, it sounds like a painful photo. <laughs> <laughs> well, the X... Okay. Well, it was manufactured by Sharp. Uh-huh. And... Is that the printing company? Yes. They yes, so it's the Japanese... TVs, stereos, everything. Now, when you introduced this, I had never heard of it, but I did a little bit of research, and the Sharp 8600 sounds rad as hell. You just call it the 8600. Is it the 6800? 68,000. 68,000. Damn, Tom, you cheated out. Okay, so let me set the scene here. It's mid-80s in Japan. Bubble economy is booming. Everybody has more money than they know what to do with. There's a lot of competing computer systems on the scene. At the low end, you have the MSX standard, which Mm -hmm. is 8-bit machines. Just about every... Japanese electronics manufacturer made one of these things at some point or another. Yeah, and MSX, a lot of people would be familiar with because that's where the quote-unquote best version of the Metal Gear Solis. Solis, I can talk, right? Metal Gear series. Yes, that's right. I I do want to say that you just said most people should know that. We're split at the table. Half of us know what that is. Most people who would know about the MSX would know about Metal Gear Solis. Yeah, it was also popular in Europe and Brazil, so that one had kind of an international following. Okay. You had, kind of in the mid-range, you had another 8-bit system from NEC, the PC-88 series. You had the PC-98 series, which was kind of PC-compatible, but not quite. And at the high end, you had the Sharp X-68000. Mm-hmm. Now, it's the, the Sharp X-86000... <laughs> Did I say it again? <laughs> yeah, you fucked it up again. I fucked it up again. I'm sorry, I'm dyslexic. You gave it too much Just call it the X68K. The X68K. That okay. sounds cool. Or the um, dildo. <laughs> or the dildo. Now, basically the thing I read was that it was the most powerful system of the 80s. Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree with that. 10 megahertz Motorola 68000 processor, custom graphics chips... Yeah, Getting a little hot under hot, the collar right now. And these got cold Florida nights. Got a Yamaha OPM FM synthesizer and a Oki ADPCM chip on top of that. And what that meant, basically, was that this thing was an arcade machine you could buy and put in your house. Mm-hmm. And there were some really cool arcade games for it, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was way ahead of what the NES was doing at the time. Way ahead of the NES, way ahead of the IBM PC, way ahead of the Atari ST and the Amiga. There was no Zapper on it, but, but you it had... But have 3D glasses. Oh, damn. 
<laughs> you had some cool shit on there. Like, one of the best versions of R-Type is on there. Mm-hmm. Up until recently, until the remakes. Some of my favorite games, uh, the E-Series was on there. That's right. All sorts of really, like... I mean, didn't Street Fighter 2 make it to this thing? Yes, it did. In fact... Capcom used the X68000 computer as a prototype for their CPS series arcade boards. So th- this thing was an arcade machine you could get in your house. And mm-hmm. So Capcom this was supported it very heavily. Uh, Konami. This was nearly Namco, even Sega had a lot of ports on this machine. Yeah, this was nearly a decade before the Neo Geo too. Now, Neo Geo came out in around, I think, 91, 92. Okay, so... The X68000 came out in 1987. Okay, I thought it was 86, but, you know, maybe that's where I'm getting my confusion. Yeah, it would have been developed in 86 to make it to market. So still, a good five, six years, and you're getting arcade perfect ports of... All of these things. Exactly. You, you couldn't shoot ducks, though. And that, that's, you know, I mean, there's, there's well, a whole generation of rednecks. You know what you could shoot? Missed out on. Everything the hell else. Yeah, Greatest, Strider, Salamander, Fantasy Zone, Twinbee. Yeah, oh, Afterburner. shit. Afterburner. Yeah, but Bobby Joe had Space Harrier. Space Okay, so the thing is, is that... Duck Hunt is not as good as Space Harrier. Duck Hunt is definitely not as good as Space Harrier. <laughs> Have you ever played Space Harrier? Do you even know what Space Harrier is? Have you ever played Space Harrier? Do you even know what Space Harrier is? No, sir, I do not. <sighs> I know. I know. Oh, Space Harrier is fucking amazing. It can't be, if I've never played it, it can't be that amazing. Or even heard of it. Uh... You've never heard of Space Harrier? Oh, my Where God. Where have you been? Where have you been? I am with you, Greg. I do not understand. Oh, boy. I'll have to show you Space Harrier. Super Hangon's a hell of a game. You weren't a Sega kid at all, were you? No, man. I was playing like the 7 Up game on the Nintendo. Mm. We were a Nintendo family. I wasn't allowed to play Sega. Oh, wow. Okay. So we got the Nintendo people here, and we got the Sega people here. The the, the Nintendo was marketed as like the family friendly device. It was a family computer. Yeah. I was only allowed to play the Sega at the uh, the commissary. <laughs> I could play Echo the Dolphin for five minutes while my mom shopped. <laughs> I don't think my parents knew the difference. Oh. They gave me the Game Gear, so they didn't really care. Oh, about I begged for Game Gear. Oh, the Game Gear was awesome. Eight batteries. It had like the battery life of ninety minutes on six double A's. Yeah, but it was it was the first time you could light up your screen a little bit, even though it was a really crappy light. Yeah. Hey, we had like the thing. Game Boy yeah. that had the magnifier and the light on. Well, the nice yeah. thing about the game the here was that you could borrow the power supply from your Genesis and just plug it into the wall. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so if you're a Sega kid like we were, you very you true. Have that experience. All right. So the games on disc scared my mom. <laughs> the 6800 never made it to America. That's correct. How much did it run in Japan at the time? When it debuted, it would have been the equivalent of about three thousand dollars. So yeah, it, Ooh, but crap. but that's like eighty thousand dollars. So yeah. what is that now? This was a very no. That would be game. like three thousand dollars here and now. Okay. In this yeah. day and age. Yeah. So let me see if I can find a price. It was nope. That's games. 
Sharp sixty-eight. But you 000. said this came out during the economic boom of. Oh yeah, so people had more money than sense. So in it was Japan. somewhat affordable for absolutely a mass population of people. And I mean, even um, a couple of years later with the Neo Geo, which is probably the best comparison, I would say. Yeah, I would. I was actually going to kind of make that comparison that the X68000 is probably the Neo Geo of retro yeah. computing. So the Neo Geo um, ran $600 um, in the United States. Games cost $200 for it. It was just a... Cr yeah, I see Heather mouthing to herself, holy shit. Yeah. Um, if, uh, okay, we're, my, my dad was military. In the 80s, we were poor as fuck, man. I mean, I think we all... My parents were teachers. All right, so... I, we only know about these things after the fact. Yeah, so. James... I'm pretty certain my mom had a job on the corner to get me that Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so James, you're the only person here with the 6800. I don't think I've ever seen your 6800. No. How did you get into the 6800? Okay, I purchased one from Yahoo Auctions Japan that needed some work. All of them need some work at this point. To get it up and running, I had to essentially rebuild the power supply and replace all the capacitors on the motherboard. And it works perfectly now. Okay. How much do games usually run for this in this day and age? That varies a lot. Okay, that makes sense. If you can get them in bulk lots off of Yahoo Japan, and they do come up somewhat often, you might pay around 20 to 30 for each for a complete box copy of the game. Okay. If you're buying a piecemeal, it can go up to a few hundred. All right. Depending on the title. So, okay, we'll do this. What's the rarest game you own for the system at this point? I would think that would be Aqualis, which is a kind of a side-scrolling mecha shooter kind of game. All right, I've never heard of this. That is an X68000 exclusive. Okay. A lot of the things that I found on the 68000 were ported to other stuff, or were ported from the arcade to the 68000. It's mm -hmm. X68000. Oh, Okay. Whichever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just not calling it the 8600 anymore. I'm trying my best to not yeah, fuck up there. Yeah, that that system had a lot of uh, pixel-perfect ports. You mm -hmm. had Capcom, like I said, Capcom, Konami, Sega, and Namco supported it very heavily. So you had a lot of games on there like Ghouls and Ghosts, Final Fight, mm -hmm. the, uh, Street uh, Fighter, and Street Fighter 2. Professor's Quest. No, this is Festus more... Quest. <laughs> yeah, nobody wants Fester's Quest. I loved that game. Oh, Fester's <laughs> Quest was a piece the of shit. Went yes, around yes, everything you tried to hit. That, that game was garbage. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was more Japan-focused, so Ninja Radius. Turtles didn't have a huge yeah. following in Japan. Yeah, Ninja you... Turtles was definitely developed... <laughs> Thank you for saying what I was saying. Yeah, for Capcom, you had a lot of things like Gradius. Yeah, a lot and, of shooters. Um, yeah, a lot of shooters. You had uh, Akamajo Dracula, which was basically a complete remake of Castlevania 1. Yeah, for the arcade. Right. All sorts of nonsense. So if you're going to end at 68,000 collecting in, excuse me, X sixty eight thousand collecting in this day and age. Yep, good uh, catch. Dear writer, don't say it. 
You do you get right when you put your thumb and forefinger to your chin like you're trying to sound <laughs> smart? Maybe just leave that there. <laughs> okay, I will leave it there. I'll leave it positioned there. James, would you recommend getting in? Thing. Would you recommend getting into it? I mean, because a lot of this stuff, it just seems like if you're going to be looking for arcade perfect stuff, you could just get MAME emulation at this point. Yeah, you have to be a maniac to get into X sixteen thousand collecting at this point. Okay, so what you're saying is that you're an absolute maniac. I am. I am an absolute maniac, yes. Okay. Well, fuck. <laughs> this is where you like, need the sound. Yeah. Da, 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 but, da. but the system does have uh, very good emulation in Windows, at least. So for the exclusive games, you can play them in, a, in an emulator and perfectly good it supports everything that the actual computer does uh -huh, uh -huh. you could even uh, yeah one of the big things about this machine was that it supported midi synthesis so you could plug in like an mt32 from roland or sc55 and get like even better uh, music and sound than the stock machine had and just about every big title supported that that's pretty cool um, just so you know, guys, um, James, you're obviously not in the recording studio, which is my kitchen. This isn't the kitchen. Whatever. <laughs> Dining room. Whatever. <laughs> I've had a lot to drink tonight, which is par for the course for recording these things. But James is doing this all from memory after a couple of drinks. So yeah. James is, it's, it, James is very impressive with this. Okay. okay. All those letters and numbers, man. I couldn't Yeah. So Greg and Heather have never heard of the 68,000, the X68,000. I had um, heard of it when James told me about it and have been calling it the 8600 all night. Um, we called it the And because our podcast is a very good and focused and not narrow-minded podcast for our retro video game system episode... <laughs> to start out, we started out with the well-known 68,000, X68,000, as yeah. opposed to, you know, the Super Nintendo or some oh. bullshit like that. Well, hey, man, Super Nintendo Bullshit? Awesome. No, I'm not saying the Super Nintendo. <laughs> I'm saying, like... Those words should never go next to Super Nintendo. I'm saying even. everyone knows about the Super yes, that's Yes, that's the point that I'm making. I'm <laughs> making a point that we are expanding your mind on the Shonen Dumb podcast with... All sorts of nonsense. Okay, so uh, I guess I'll close this topic out with a few parting notes. These are some of my favorite games that were either X68000 exclusive or came out on that platform first. Okay. My favorite game is Granada, which is a overhead tank-based shoot-em-up. And interesting note, that game was made by Wolf Team who later went on to develop all of the tales of RPGs for Namco. Okay, cool. Another one is Genocide 2. Don't play Genocide 1. That one sucks. Okay. Genocide uh, 1 sucks. And Mad Stalker. These are both kind of side-scrolling uh, mecha action games. I mean, I've heard of none of these things. Now, is there anything from the story of Genocide 1 that we need to understand Genocide 2? No. Okay. <laughs> well, it's all in Japanese anyway, yeah. so it's not like you'd understand it anyways. I'm just trying to make it more interesting, Tom. Uh, well, <laughs> you ruined it. I didn't ruin now, anything. You're a mech and you shoot things. That's okay, all you need. Well, that's good. <laughs> all right. 
I guess that does it for the X68000. Thank you very much, James, for bringing that. And after the break, we will talk about Mango's the Robot. The Robot. Mango's? No, it's Magnos, but I call him Mango's. Make me help Hey, Mango's are on sale right now. <laughs> we're not actually talking about Mango's. We're talking about a robot named yeah, that's Magnos. Yeah, you can't have the Mango. You got to listen. I didn't go anywhere. Okay. <laughs> I just needed an editing point. Put in the great Magnus of the robot music, which I don't know if it actually exists. Oh, boy. We, we can just sit down and go, Magnus. That wasn't the song. So? We can make one up. It'd be way better. Okay, so, yeah. You had a Casio keyboard and just take keys randomly, and that's basically the theme song to Magnus. I had one of those robot. with the Muppet babies on it. it oh, amazing. nice. All right, nice. well, Magnus the Robot is a edited version of a mecha show from the 70s that was not particularly good, named Magne Robo Gakin. It got edited to a 90-minute movie. That was a long 90 minutes. Oh, God, it was the longest 90 minutes. It's a toy animation piece of work, so that's probably why it made its way out to the United States. And Magnus was just... Magnus was fucking awful. All right. um, Does anybody want to take a shot at explaining this? So there's this (laughs) robot Uh named Magnus that has to be... Piloted by one guy exclusively, uh, Janos. Um, Sometimes there's a girl. Janus. Anus. Jamus, yes. Jamus, and what was the girl's name? Lady Esther? Yes. Okay. So they pilot two separate robots. They jet from those robots to then pilot Magnus. Oh, so Magnus is the Transformer robot. Magnus is the third robot that comes out that they have to eject and do that whole flippy thing to get into. And what's the other two robots? Man? The other two robots are Magenta and Magnus, I think. Okay. And they become the gloves for Magnus. They didn't really reach for our name and stuff. Either. No, it's really not good. So... Uh, Magnus is a bad robot. This is this is like one of the worst things this I've is ever the seen. Lamest super robot ever, perhaps. So kaiju are trying to secretly invade the earth. There's aliens. They're all kaiju. Now okay. the leader of the aliens is named Xerxes Tire Iron Dada. Xerxes Tire Iron Dada and. He sends his minion 
brain was a fucking piece of broccoli. A huge piece of broccoli, yes. mind you. Two times, bigger, broccoli. two times bigger than any of his other non-broccoli servants. And they just shoot out monsters to wreck shed and get defeated yeah. almost and instantly. Let's, let's talk about his servants for a moment. Okay, so you have one guy who's made of snakes. Uh-huh. You have a lady who has a starfish for a head. And, and giant tits. Giant tits. Giant tits. Huge tits. And you have a guy who's apparently Soundwave's grandfather. <laughs> okay, since, since yeah. Instead of a tape deck, he's got, you know, reel-to-reels on his chest. Uh-huh, so, uh-huh. Yeah. He's a pretty good-looking Roybot, as all things are concerned. Yeah, yeah. No, I missed the big tit girl. She was a starfish head. Uh, she did not play much into. All right, so what she was this? Like she not have been in like Masters of the Universe, but not. Yeah, she, she was, didn't do anything. Do she was a the stand film. there and have huge tits. She was much too booby to actually do anything in the show. Had, like, Five seconds of screen time this whole hour and a half. That's yeah. And it was like 90%. Well, you were reading a comic. Yeah. Okay. So Greg I was... made out better than any of us. I was yeah, trying my best. all the wine. Okay. Did. Heather was drinking heavily. Yeah, um, had to sit through it, man. Uh, I think all of us were really. I mean, I drank <laughs> a lot before the movie, but I tried my best to pay attention during the movie. James, you were you drinking did, during the movie. Yeah, no, were... I was on my phone because this was like this yeah. was fucking torture. God damn it! Aldi beer is pretty good, by the way. Aldi so, beer is all right. Beer, but they've been having. I've been having fun watching them have fun drinking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm drinking this twelve ounce water from Milwaukee. <laughs> but you came in drinking two hands yeah. and I love that. Yeah. We, should both hands on we should really just introduce what we're drinking at the beginning of every podcast <laughs> because most of the time we are drinking. I'm usually drinking water from Milwaukee. Yes. <laughs> Good old the bet uh, award winning beer. It says blue ribbon on the title. Yeah, it, it won something. Okay. It won my heart. <laughs> uh yeah so the show was, it was there was never really like any big danger i mean it was always these pop-up monsters and it was more of like the the devious plans the henchmen had to defeat the uh, good guys like yeah hey let's run so magnus's legs start steaming and tire out and then we're going to set his lights on fire now, now one thing i did like one thing I did like is that to cover up the names of the characters and monsters <laughs> in Japanese, they made it look like a Jeopardy clue. Yeah, yeah. English, and that, that amused me greatly. My guess is that, like, Octopod Traveler XII was not a real translation of the no, Japanese name. Octopod. You need to put that in the form of Oh, okay. Octopod. Okay, you've seen Magnus more pod. times than I have. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've never actually seen James do anything that dirty. He just made the jerk off motion. <laughs> okay. He normally laughs at my insert jokes. This is awesome. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so like all of the, what is with the fact that all of these monsters are seafood? They were hungry, um, man. They came up with this shit when they were high. 
Well, you can't the, tell me Japan doesn't have weed. The aliens. Japan really doesn't have weed, actually. Okay. Bullshit. They're, well, they're, they're fucking just... botanical, man. Okay, so <laughs> Broccoli Head and Bootleg Soundwave and Big Tit Starfish Girl made their headquarters in basically a shipwreck at the bottom of the ocean. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking they just made the best of what they had available. They just had crabs and like. Shrimp. Shrimp and If they're at the bottom dragons. of the ocean, there's nothing to do but None. that. So, yeah, crabs are abundant. Yeah. There were two crab monsters. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah. Yeah, crab monsters. Okay. Well, all right. At the beginning, Jameis doesn't want to be part of the Magnus team. Um, so he I'm runs away. From <laughs> no, I'm not reading from oh, you Wikipedia. Were? You've changed no, it. I am not reading from Wikipedia. You website. Yeah, I. <laughs> And the Wikipedia article was not helpful at all. I've been basically cribbing my notes from my friend Paul, who wrote an article about this in 2012. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Jameis runs away at the beginning of the movie because he doesn't want to pilot Magnus. Wait, I thought it was because he didn't want to wear a uniform, and that's why he quit football and Glee Club. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did. So he gets pushed into the water... He's wet, and then he doesn't want to wear a uniform, so his other friends or other, like, teammates strip him down to his boxers to put a uniform on him. Oh, my God. That was probably the best part of the whole Don't want to catch a cold. You don't want to catch a cold. This is, oh, Jesus Christ, this is a bad, bad movie. Magnus is just one of those things that... In a certain circle, Magnus has legendary status as one of the worst animes that exists. This is something that a lot of people don't know about. But certain people do, and certain people have been too afraid to talk about this over the years, if <laughs> I may say so myself. Is there a curse on it or something like no, that? No, there's no curse on it. Okay. Just I feel that, cursed for having watched it. It's just that other anime podcasters are little bitches. Just saying that. Yeah, we, we give you the real shit here on Shonen Dump. Thank you. After Very good. a lot of alcohol. Well, that's the other thing. We're the only people who drink on Shonen. Uh, Shonen Dump is a... Alcoholics podcast. Alcohol, <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous podcast. Except we're not anonymous because we all gave our names. So oh, you hear that other anime podcast, Tom is calling you out. I am calling you out. So calling come- you... So come dump on the Shonen Dump. No, don't dump on the Shonen Dump. You can join the Shonen Dump and prove yourself to be strong men and women in the face of bad anime who watch this stuff with us together. Alright, this is all getting cut out. (laughs) (laughs) This whole episode is cancelled. So... No, the thing about Magnus is there's nothing really to say about Magnus. I sat, I paid to see Massacre in the theaters. This is seriously the worst thing I've ever seen. And I think about a third of the movie was just recycled transformation. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a 70s mecha show, so I expect there to be just a huge amount of recycled footage. But Yeah, but usually you're only seeing that once a week. That's Here, true. Seeing it like five Yeah, they have the they have the, the flippy where they hours. they have the flippy jump where they get into Magnos like 
six or seven times in this show. And they it, grab each other's ankles and like roll in a circle for a little while, and then they turn into a belt buckle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're going to turn into something in a movie um, that's cool for the robot, turning into the robot's belt buckle is not very cool. <laughs> and it, it's like it turns into sunglasses, that it looks like, but no, it just flies straight at the fucking crotch. It would have been yep. way more watchable if it was sunglasses. But no, it, it would have been crotch accessory. It would have been cool. It would have been the cool. Redneck crotch accessory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, do you have anything you remember from Magnus that you want to uh, talk about before we put this in the ground? I don't want to remember. I, I, I do want to say, this. you know, with, with reuse footage, with this initially being a TV show. Uh huh. I'm pretty sure they were like, "Hey, we're going to cut this down for those American fuckers one day to watch as a movie." Mm-hmm. So. But fuck Americans, we're only going to give them the worst. Yeah, and, and it, it, was, it definitely seemed like it was a kid's show. Oh, it was so, definitely a kid's show. You know show. I mean? I, I'm Absolutely. sure little kids weren't really... The, the whole, like, binding of the robots and all that. Reason, yeah. Which, I mean, kids didn't care about Yeah, that. I'm sure when the, when it was being produced, they were like, okay, we got to have three robots, so there's three toys we can sell. Yeah. Well, then, then you get the variant with the, uh, the gloves on Magnus <laughs> with the two robots joining his hands. And, yeah. Yeah, they're like test leads coming off of his arms to... <laughs> Shoot electricity into the fish monsters. And then the guy that was running away, why didn't he just shoot him? He's, he's running after him, just stand and shoot. Yeah. Like, don't run. Shoot. That's a fair point. Bottle. Um, Magnus, not Magnus, Magenta and Magnets, whatever. Magnus. 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 The two okay. This, well, they're. I kind of think they're all the same size. They fit on the hands of Magnus. Yeah, but they break apart. They're still smaller. The, right. the, the Megazord is bigger than all the Zords. Not talking about the Megazord. This any, is any robot show. The ultimate. We are not talking about Super Sentai right now. Because... Well, you know the the ship that they're on, which looks like a deck, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shoots out extra robot parts. Yeah. So, you know. Okay, so this uh, suffers from... The metaphors abound. This <laughs> suffers from the usual, why don't they just start out in Magnus criticism? Because yes. the two jobber robots get their asses kicked constantly. Because you have to show that individuality is a flaw and you always have to work together as a team. Very true. We're teaching young Japanese children and young American children who just... We're like, oh, I love robots at the Dollar General that came up <laughs> and bought this piece of shit. Yeah. I got like cable access 12 in the 1980s. We're watching Magnus the Robot. Wow, this is really cool. That's why fucking Reagan was elected president. These <laughs> goddamn pieces of shit were watching Magnus the Robot and their parents were doing cocaine yeah speaking of cable access 12 it is very clear that the dvd release was just a straight capture off the vhs almost completely oh oh yeah the audio on this was almost completely unintelligible yeah i couldn't follow it at all i mean how much effort do you really want to put into this though i mean your dvd shouldn't have fucking tracking errors on it oh yeah (laughs) yeah it it, it shot every time there was tracking errors no it doesn't (laughs) i should be able to hear what this bullshit dialogue is not like remixed from a mono source to stereo through like 
a washing machine. The music, which was probably the best part, because it was just that stereotypical 1970s, you know, horn ensemble thing that a lot of anime had. Way too loud in the mix. The music was way too loud. The voices were weird. What's her name? Lady Estra? Did I say that right? Is it Estra? Esther. 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 Lady Esther had a weird sort of British accent. But her father didn't, strangely. Yeah. I don't know how that works. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Also, He was knighted. Also, only woman in the show. Come on, let's get some diversity in there. (laughs) Well, I mean... There was a starfish boob lady. There was a starfish (laughs) boob lady. (laughs) But the... There was never any like character development, like like other than like Jameis, uh, you know, find out he's kung fu. Yeah, and he, kind of he, a rebel. Yeah, Jameis had kung fu powers. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah he was, fucked off, and then he came yeah. back because he heard they were getting their asses kicked on the radio. But I mean, yeah. Lady Esther was Esther's was always just always the daughter. That's it. There was never there was never really much like. I mean, you don't expect love out of everyone, but there was just never any kind of like... Oh, there was a fat guy named Gordo. <laughs> there was a Which fat guy named Gordo. Literally means fat guy. Yeah. So, and he was... That's he, special. He was the most character in the movie. He had the biggest <laughs> personality in, yeah. in that movie. <laughs> there was the Russian kid who had the mouth that chewed through the ropes. Yeah. There was a bomb that needed to be diffused, but they just decided that since they couldn't diffuse the bomb, they would eject it into outer space. Also, the ship starts out as a ship, turns into an airship, and then goes into fucking outer space. It can do that, man. I mean... Uh, the laws of physics don't apply now. No, I, they don't. But I'm just... I guess it's good for them that everything was sealed and pressurized. Because well, otherwise they'd just have died We're, we're talking about two people have ejected out of robots 3,000 feet up in the air and somehow combined with these magnetic wristbands. Good point. To yeah. form another you thing. No, sir, Lord, whatever the... Hell, his name was. I don't even remember. Tire yeah. Iron Xerxes or whatever. Oh, that was the bad guy. That was bad. Oh, yeah. okay. we're talking about the good guy. It was guy. Esther's dad. Yeah, Esther's dad. Yeah. I don't remember his name. It's Lord Esther's. I guess he just thought of all this stuff because. Yeah, that's the other thing. Sea ship that was nuclear powered, by the way, could just and looked like a dick. Uh, could just go <laughs> off into space and everything was fine. Well, it, it proves that when you're rich and bored, you can do anything you want. You yeah, and it's a good thing he's rich and bored, because nobody bought his bullshit, and if it wasn't for him, the Earth would have just exploded. Yeah. So he turns, he saves the Earth, and he keeps on trying to get funding, and they're like, no, no, we're not going to fund you. And yeah, like, the UN laughs at him. Yeah, so yeah the UN laughs at him. So this, I, I think this is actually an, an alt-right anime like 50 years ahead of its mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. The UN is feckless. I don't know if that word makes sense. Yes, it does. Okay. The okay. UN is feckless in their administration of the alien fighting funds in this anime. Is there a K in that? Feckless. F-E-C-K-L-E-S-S. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm not that drunk. I can spell feckless. <laughs> You're right, Tom. They are feckless. <laughs> God damn it, Greg! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! Oh boy. Um, what was your favorite move of any of the robots? <laughs> oh, there was that one part where the aliens realized that 
the legs of Magnus the robot were its weak point. They could overheat. So what they did is they just had their um, parrot dactyl. Mm-hmm. It was a parrot. Mm-hmm. Looks sort of like Gigan almost. T- yes, yes. So anyway, what they did is they just had this this uh, monster just run away like chicken shit. So that Magnus the robot would overheat its legs and they just ignite it on fire mm-hmm. and make it overheat even more. But Magnus the robot has secret wheels that it used instead of just running after it and then the pterodactyl got killed. Yeah, the pterodactyl gets just fucking cut in half almost. (laughs) Magnus just just fucking punches through it. Magnus is a savage. Magnus gives no fucks. Definitely, definitely not. Magnus is oof, Magnus is pretty incredible. My favorite thing is when Magnus gets ninja stars for no reason and just starts throwing fucking ninja stars as that's attack. Magna, Magnus and Magenta also have uh, their belt lasers, which are pretty impressive. Work some of the time. Also, all of these monsters breathe fire and have eye laser beams, and it's just like, we need the monster to do something, so we're going to just give it this random-ass power out of nowhere, and it's just going to suck because Magnus the Robot is a shitty, shitty thing. Right, and yeah, that's true. The monsters, even though they might look a little different, all have the exact same powers. They're all fucking crabs, though. Okay, two of them were crabs. One of them was a parrot. Uh, one of them was a dragon somehow. I don't know how. It was like a dragon eel combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Really fucking stupid. (laughs) Maybe one was a crab and one was a lobster. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know. Yeah, yeah, because the lobster had the butter sauce attack, right, Greg? Yes, that that is my favorite part. Of Tom didn't ask me. (laughs) It was a general question, (laughs) sir. You asked James first, and then you said my favorite part. So I was waiting patiently. All right. Well, fuck. Okay. What's your? Hey, 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 Greg. What is your favorite part? Thank you, Tom. Uh, So the lobster is fighting uh, one of the robots. I don't know which one it was at the time, but. Sprayed out this yellow substance like right in front of him, so you know I'm, I'm like it's pre-seasoning itself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's it. Oh God! All right. Um, Thank you, guys. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> well, I'm happy to be your friend. All right, let's wrap this up. We got about forty minutes out of this thing. Oh, Just a little bit. Damn. Bit under, yeah. James talked about his X sixty eight thousand. We talked about Magnus the robot, and nothing was gained by anybody in this conversation. So let's do some outros. Um, James, where can we find you on the internet? At Battlehork on Twitter dot com. Yes, please follow James. He's always posting very good things. Greg, do you have a podcast that we can listen to? How did you know, Tom? Uh, check out the Comic Dojo Podcast. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Dojo Pod. Thank you, Tom. Okay. Heather, uh, is there anything you want to promote? Well, Tom, 
<laughs> okay, so Heather had to leave her way, so she just sort of pieced out in the middle of this recording. So thank you, Heather, for being on briefly, even though you couldn't stay the entire time. You're welcome, Todd. Okay, thank you, Heather or Greg. It's pretty weird. Check us out on Facebook at Shonen Dump. Check out the Twitter page at Shonen Dump Pod. These should be coming out pretty regularly. If you haven't been aware of this, this is going to be a monthly podcast, so we're going to put out at least one episode a month. I'm going to try and get out a couple of episodes a month, but you'll get at least one Shonen Dump podcast every month. So thank you for coming and listening to our show and paying attention. Hopefully, hopefully you didn't drive off the road while you were listening to this. Hopefully you stayed sober while you were listening to this which none of us have james is going to be sleeping on my couch tonight it's a bad scene all right good night everybody deuces